Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today's episode is Brendan Little and Cognitive Dissonance. Brendan Little and Cognitive Dissonance. One of the things that in life frustrates me a bit, actually quite a bit, is Cognitive Dissonance. When someone makes their mind up, their mind is made up and no amount of evidence, no amount of information, no amount of additional knowledge can possibly change their mind because their mind is made up and irrespective of anything that anyone tells them later, they're not going to change their mind. Their mind is made up. Everything is decided. Everything is decided. Nothing will be altered. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Is there anything I can tell you that would change your mind? No. No, my mind is made up. Or even worse. Oh yeah, you go all you have all you have to do is, you know, prove this or this or the other. You show them tons and loads of information. Nope, doesn't doesn't matter. You, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You failed. Regardless what evidence is brought forth. Their mind is made up. There is no way. And and, and if it was something even necessarily important. It's not not even something necessarily important. They have already made up their mind. Nothing can change their mind. And it's frustrating for me. It's frustrating for me. Because when I'm, what, what I end up doing quite a bit, is assessing baseball prospects. That's what I like to do. I like to listen to college games, like to listen to minor league games, walk into a game thinking, man, this pitcher here, he has horrible numbers. He's got that, he's got this, he's got that. He why is he even in this league? Comes out and he pitches a one hit over seven innings. Where the heck did that come from? Now, possibly, maybe I would learn from the announcer through the game. Well, <coughs> The reality is he had one really bad outing where he had to absolutely wear it for the benefit of the team. And because of that, he had one outing that completely skewed his ERA. And his ERA this season will not become unskewed because he wore it for the team that day. Or something like that. Maybe a guy comes out and in his first outing, he gives up six or seven runs and can't get out of the first inning. You're not going to fix that ER right now in the minor leagues. Not very quickly. So sometimes the numbers are going to be ruined. And the only way you can learn what's actually going on is to watch a game, listen to a game. When the Cubs drafted Brendan Little, I was unimpressed. I was unimpressed. He had pitched in one season of D1 ball for North Carolina, and it just didn't work for him. It just didn't work. He had a few bad outings, and by a certain point in the season, it was obvious he was not going to pitch in games anymore. 
So he started messing around with stuff in the bullpen, came up with something that he thought might work, but he wasn't going to pitch in games anyway. The coach had decided who his 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 pitchers were, and he wasn't one of them. So he wasn't going to pitch. He transferred to a junior college, pitched reasonably well there, I guess. But he was one of the early, I won't say driveline types, but he had a relatively high velocity on his fastball. And he's a left-handed pitcher and comes to sight. We're going to draft this left-handed thrower that throws really hard. In large part, my, my guess, my guess, was because, hey, that Andrew Miller thing looked really good in the postseason for Cleveland in 2016. So in 2017, let's draft our own um, version. So the Cubs drafted Brendan Little. I wasn't impressed with him initially. He didn't do well initially as a minor league player. So if I'm using cognitive dissonance, I didn't like him before. I didn't like him shortly thereafter. So then I'm supposed to never, ever, 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 ever forgive the guy for what he may or may not have done in the past, correct? Well, that'd be stupid. What I ought to do is constantly be assessing, looking, checking. Is this player developing? Is he doing well? Is he doing well this year? And if information changes, so should my attitude. So we meander into 2022, and he still hadn't proven too much of anything. No, we, we meander into 2021. He hadn't proven anything in 2020 because there were no games to be played. So there was absolutely nothing there. He hadn't been that good in 2019. So he had his entire, you know, what, 18 months hadn't done anything. I was, whatever. Um, I'm not, honestly, remember if he started at South Bend or Tennessee. But when he got to Tennessee, he had a couple of shaky outings, but was generally really good. And eventually got to, got promoted to South Bend, uh, to got, got promoted to Iowa and AAA. He's generally been pretty good there. And what you're looking at with Brendan Little now, as opposed to back in the day, back in the day, walk the universe. Now, he's a left-handed reliever. 94, 95, 96. And a back foot slider. That's basically what he is. 94, 95, 96. Back foot slider. Does that sound intriguing to you? Does 94, 96... From the left side with a back foot slider and putting up relatively good numbers in AAA. Does that intrigue you? Probably if this were like June or July and the Cubs had an opening in the bullpen, calling up Brendan Little would probably make quite a bit of sense because the Cubs could get a feel for does he belong in the 2022 bullpen? Does he belong on the 2022 roster? But right now, looking at the bullpen, 
the Cubs don't really have anyone they ought to send down. They re- they really don't. Even um, Michael Rucker and Trevor McGill, who have been having difficulties, they still ought to keep pitching because they're trying to justify their 40-man roster spot, as is Brendan Little from AAA. I have to assess the information that I had before that used to be accurate. The information that I had before that used to be accurate. Brendan Little walks everybody. Not reliable to go very far. Not very successful. Didn't do things very well. Now he's changed his pitch selection. He's basically a fastball slider guy. He's getting hitters out in AAA. He's looking like a 94 to 96 left-handed reliever with a back foot slider. I'm totally good with that. I'm totally good with that being an option. Looking ahead to 2022, which is what we're eventually going to do. Looking at the Cubs bullpen, I'm thinking Adam Morgan probably sticks. I have him about three quarters of a step away from the left column right now. He could still switch over to the right column, but as of right now, Adam Morgan doing well. As of now, Adam Morgan pretty close to the left-hand column, doing a nice job. Certainly no need to call him, uh, send him to Iowa or non-tender him or DFA him or any of that silly kind of stuff. Cubs have his rights next year. Unless something bizarre happens, Cubs might as well keep them. You know, are, are, are they really going to find somebody who is definitely better than Adam Morgan in free agency? I doubt it. He's done fairly well. Keep him around. Sign a contract for 2022. Should be good. Uh, the Cubs will probably need another left-handed reliever. Not a huge concern. Not a huge problem. They'll probably sign one to a major league deal and about two or three more to minor league deals because that's the way it's done now. You got one guy on a major league deal, two, three guys on a minor league deal, a couple of them have opt-outs, etc., 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 la-di-da, and you keep going. Maybe next year Braylon Marquez plays in. Maybe next year Brad Wick plays in um, if his health is proper. And you see what you got. And you see what you got. But Brendan Little, the important thing for tonight, Brendan Little, new information came in. I had two options. Disregard this new information because it conflicts with the information I had had before. That was one option. Disregard this new information because it's confusing me and it's making life difficult. That's one option. Or I can accept the new information, assess my assessments from before. Do they still apply? Perhaps information has changed. Kind of like the person who in early May... And then again in 
Oh, when was it? Late July? Absolutely couldn't stand Ian Happ. Can't stand this guy. We got to DFA him. You got to get rid of him. He's got to get him. Then all of a sudden he gets good. Okay, new information is coming in. New information is coming in. Are you going to disregard the new information? Or are you going to say, there's this new information coming. I should assess this new information. Perhaps this new information is more valid than some of the information than before, from before. Different example. Cubs bring in a guy you've never heard of. Never heard of. Bring in this guy. Not only do the Cubs start playing this guy, not only do they start playing this guy, they play him at the same position as an all-time team legend. Even bat him second. Frank Schwindel, he's got to be terrible because he's old. He's old. He was with Oakland. He had like 14 at-bats and he sucked. Frank Schwindel has to be terrible. Or... What you could do is say, there's a player on the team now. I have no idea if he's any good or not. I have no valid, credible, believable information. No information, none, nada. Maybe I should sit back non-judgmentally, watch, and assess what's going on. As new information comes in, Assess the information. Hmm. This guy is not entirely underwater at the major league level. Hmm. I'd heard he was terrible at first base. He's not quite as terrible at first base as I thought he was. When information comes in, new information comes in, new contrary information comes in. In baseball, in football, in economics, in anything, any concept under the sun or beyond the galaxies. Information comes in. Information conflicts with what you thought before. Are you going to disregard this new information which keeps piling up keeps backing up and conflicts with what you already quote-unquote knew. Hmm. Maybe you'll switch back the other way. And maybe you'll start having information. Oh, okay. This is more like what I had thought before. Perhaps it's more comforting. But information comes in all the damn time. Information comes in all the time, and sometimes it's confusing because it's different from what we thought before. I had the opportunity to say, Brendan Lill, I didn't like him back then. He did things. I didn't like him back then. So I'm not going to like him now. I, I, I could have done that. I could have decided in... 
2017 and 2018 and 2019. He did things. I didn't like them. I'm not ever going to forgive anything that was done because I didn't like what happened. Could have done that. Or, or I can be an adult. I can be an adult and say, perhaps the information that I had heard from back when is no longer applicable. Someone was being discussed somewhat recently. I think it was Adrian Sampson. Someone was discussing Adrian Sampson, who is currently in 2021 on the Cubs roster, pitched against the Reds, had a rough first inning, was scoreless for the next four innings, turned it over the bullpen, and Cubs ended up losing the game, but it certainly wasn't on Adrian Sampson. Someone was saying, well, you know, his numbers from 2019 when he was with Texas, those numbers were not very good. So what? Really, so what? Adrian Sampson is not the pitcher who he was in 2019. He's not, at least he's not exactly the same. His command is probably better or worse. His control is either better or worse. His secondaries are either better or worse, or maybe some of them are about the same. He is who he is in 2021. You can look at anything in the back. You can look at anything in history. But all that is, is how things went then. Unless you were actually watching the games, unless you were actually paying attention to the games, unless you were copiously taking notes during those games, those numbers probably don't mean a whole hill of beans, a lot of difference in 2021. What matters in 2021 is how is Adrian Sampson pitching in 2021? How is Adrian Sampson pitching in 2021? How will that relate to whether he should get a 40-man roster spot for 2022? 2019, what the heck difference does that have to do with how Adrian Sampson is pitching now? Pretty much not a bit. Pretty much not a bit. It's really difficult to sell me on information from 2019 being more relevant, being more pertinent, being more important than recently available information from this week, which makes more sense, relying on something from 2019 or relying on something from this week. Assessing talent now, assessing players now, the goal for September, the goal for October, the goal into November is assessing for the 40-man roster for the future. Is Adrian Sampson worth a 40-man roster spot? Is Brendan Little worth a 40-man roster spot? Looking at my list, is Danias Correa worth a 40-man roster spot? Is Nelson Velazquez 
worth a 40-man roster spot. Well, you know, Nelson Velazquez, I was at one game when he was playing in high school in 20, oh, 20 whatever year it would be, 2017. I, I saw him strike out in a game, so he, he shouldn't be on the 40-man roster this year because he made an out four years ago. What matters is now. What matters is now and how now flows into the future. Whichever guy you're assessing. Guy gives up a home run. That's a bit of information. A guy makes a killer slider and the batter just merely manages to foul tip it. That's information. Information is what you're after. New information, information that might change your mind is what you're after. And if your mind is so closed that you can't accept any new information, then your opinion probably really doesn't matter a whole lot. I'm still looking for information on Adam Morgan, Michael Rucker, Adrian Sampson, Trevor McGill, Dylan Maples. Arizona Phil is really into the premise of the Cubs trading Dylan Maples this offseason for something. I, I'm about to the point where I'm good with that. Trade him for something of some level of value. I'm about ready to be good with that because first off, Dylan Maples probably ought to be in another organization. But the Cubs aren't all that interested in letting him go for absolutely zero return. As, and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. But if there is a team, a contender or a non-contender, that is interested in giving up a 35 prospect as opposed to the 35-plus prospects or the 40 prospects, all the ones that are on the Fangraphs list, you know, you, you get the list, you go to Fangraphs, here's the list of all the prospects. Maybe it's 42 guys, maybe it's 47 guys, maybe it's 58 guys, how, however many it is. There's the list of them. There's a list of all of them, and they're the guys that are the 35 pluses. But with every organization, there's going to be those 10 or 12 or 16 guys. They're not quite 35 pluses. They're just not quite 35 pluses. But they've had a really good year. They have some things going on. There's some stuff there that might be interesting. But they're just not 35 pluses for whatever reason. Maybe the Cubs could flip Dylan Maples for one of those 35s from one of the organizations, whoever it is. But the important thing to remember today, every game going on involving the Chicago Cubs, involving the Iowa Cubs involving the South Bend Cubs, the Mesa Cubs, the Dominican Summer League Cubs, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, or the Tennessee Smokies. Every game going on has information. Every game going on has information. Some of it will be exactly what we expected, exactly what we wanted. Some of it will be conflicting. Some of it will be, I did not want to hear that. I did not want to hear that Brennan Davis went over 4. 
But he did. He went over for 4. And you sort through it. You sort through it. You watch a Cubs game. I did not want to see, insert pitcher here, give up that ringing double and then a home run shortly thereafter. I did not want to see it. But I saw it and the information is there. If you're willing to sort information that's conflicting, that's contrary, irrespective of if it makes a guy that you quote-unquote like look bad or that you quote-unquote don't like makes him look good. Either way, it's new information. It's new information. Are you willing to assess new information honestly? Are you willing to assess new information honestly? Brendan Little, I was not a fan of. I did not like the pick at the time until 2021. I had no reason to buy into the pick. But right now, he's all right. He's He, he probably deserves a 40-man roster spot. I have changed my mind because there is new information that came in and I've had to reassess. Or not really had to. I didn't have to reassess. I didn't reassess. We don't have to reassess new information. We can stick with the old information. We can say that new, that old information, that old information I'm familiar with, I'm very comfortable with it. I'm very good with it. Whether it's accurate or not, I am completely good with sticking with that old information, that old information that may or may not still apply. I am completely good with writing that old information into the grave. It's your call. It's your call. There's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Cubs have three games. Chicago Cubs have three games. All of the pipeline squads have games this weekend. Soon that will not be the case. All of the pipeline squads have games. There will be new information. Major leagues, minor leagues, whichever. How are you going to sort through that new information if it's conflicting? Perhaps, hey, this makes the Cubs player look better. I'm going to pay attention to it because it makes the Cubs player look better. Well, what happens if it makes the Cubs player look worse? Are you going to assess that as well? Information comes in all the time. Information comes in all the time on far more important things than baseball. What are you going to sort? What are you going to sort? Are you going to sort all the information or just the convenient information? If you've already made up your mind that a certain player is terrible and information comes in that maybe he's not, are you going to sort that as well? Cognitive dissonance is a huge problem, at least in my eyes. Some people see it as necessary. 
necessary. I don't want to have to deal with information changing on me. To me, that's a problem. Information changes all the time. Are we, are you, am I going to acknowledge contrary information and deal with it in an adult, in a mature fashion? It's up to us. Have a great weekend.